0: dot org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s
1: thanks
2: from kqed hey 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 you have made it to the final installment of this year's prop fest series well done We've been through six of the propositions on this year's ballot, giving you the inside scoop, the ins and outs, the ups and downs for each one, with some of the smartest reporters in the KQED newsroom. Today, we're taking on the final measure on the ballot, Proposition 31. It's all about flavored tobacco, but before we jump in, we want to make sure you're caught up on some recent political happenings. Back in 2020, California lawmakers passed a bill that would have banned the sale of flavored tobacco products at retail stores. But before it could go into effect, tobacco companies stepped in and got enough signatures to put this issue on the ballot. So now it's up to California voters to decide whether or not to ban the sale of flavored tobacco. Here's the title you'll see on your ballot. Proposition 31, a referendum on the 2020 law that would prohibit the retail sale of certain flavored tobacco products. If Californians choose to uphold the 2020 law banning flavored tobacco, it would be the fifth state in the U.S. to do so. I'm Olivia Allen Price. You're listening to the Bay Curious Prop Fest series, produced in partnership with The Bay. After the break, we'll get into the nitty gritty on Proposition 31.
3: Showing your
2: support is easy and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's
0: donate.kqed.org/podcast.
2: To get the full story on Proposition 31, the Bay's Erica cruz Guevara spoke with Leslie McClurg. She's a health
3: correspondent for KQED. Okay, let's start super basic here. When we say flavored tobacco, what are we talking about exactly? We are talking about the
0: syrupy flavors that you can put in a vape pen. So it can be gummy bear or honey or mango or raspberry. Or you're talking about more traditional things like menthol cigarettes. Companies try to lure you in by bright colors. Sometimes they look kind of like candy products. They have you know, enticing pictures of palm trees, or it's kind of like a candy aisle, I guess, is the best way to describe it.
3: And how aggressive has California been on fighting big tobacco, including more recently flavored tobacco?
0: Yeah, so it's kind of helpful to go back in history, and we'll highlight that the specifically the Bay Area has been extremely kind of leading on fighting big tobacco. So if you go back into the 80s, the culture back then was very smoke friendly. Here in the Bay Area, even at the UCSF hospital, I learned that the dean of the hospital used to smoke and you could buy cigarettes in the gift shop there. Mm -hmm. As kind of science began to show that, okay, maybe these things are not so healthy for you, city supervisors put forward in 1983 a bill that if a non-smoker in the office wanted a space where they wouldn't have to breathe cigarette smoke, then the office itself had to create a smoking area. Mm. The tobacco industry pushed back on that and by a sweeping majority city voters voted to uphold that and kind of protect the rights of the non-smokers. Across the country similar bans unfolded and then eventually obviously you have you fast forward to today and you know no one is smoking in any offices. Then that kind of brings us to 2018, where San Francisco put forward the first and most sweeping legislation to ban flavored tobacco, and that led to the beginning, the first domino kind of falling. To now today, I think there's 60 local bans across California banning flavored tobacco products. So then in 2020, uh, there was an effort by State Senator Jerry Hill, he's a Democrat in San Mateo, to put forward a statewide ban against flavored tobacco products, so to take those products off store shelves. That was SB 793.
3: Bill
2: 793 by Senator Hill, an act relating to tobacco products.
1: Senator Hill, the floor is yours. Thank you, Madam President. The law did not apply
0: to hookah, Uh, premium cigars, loose-leaf tobacco. These were all excluded. And you could still and can still buy
3: flavored tobacco online. What was the rationale behind this law back in 2020? It's kind of the slippery slope. So flavored tobacco products are the
0: beginning where kids may start their addiction to nicotine by picking up these, you know, vaping pens, et cetera, and then starting a habit that turns into regular cigarette smokers. So it's the the gateway drug, you might say.
1: The tobacco industry has already introduced the next fad.
0: The push by State Senator Jerry Hill at that time was say, hey, if we, we need to ban these and get this these products off of store shelves to protect future generations.
1: Well, I am disgusted by the youth e-cigarette epidemic. I'm not surprised. It is in line with Big Tobacco's long track record of destroying and devastating our communities.
3: So, I mean, because that's pretty the straightforward not- uh, the argument there behind that law. But how does it bring us to Prop 31? Right. So, that law really never
0: went into effect. It went into effect, I think, for, you know, a few days, 3 days after SB 793 went into effect. The tobacco industry proposed a referendum on that law. Here we are two years later with Proposition 31. And basically the tobacco industry is using this referendum to ensure that their flavored tobacco products stay on store shelves across California.
3: So what are we voting on exactly?
0: If you vote yes, flavored tobacco products will be banned from store shelves. And these are products, like I've said, on, you know, convenience stores and vending machines, those physical products you won't be able to buy. If you vote no, flavored tobacco will stay on store shelves. And again, either way, flavored tobacco products, you can still, you know, legally purchase those products online. And any local bans across the state will remain in place. So you, you know,
3: still wouldn't be able to do it in, say, San Francisco. In 2021, federal data showed that about two million high school students had used tobacco products in the last 30 days, with e-cigarettes being the most popular way of using it. Among those students, about 85% had used a flavored e-cigarette recently. Popularity among minors who can't buy these products legally is a big reason why supporters of Prop 31 want things like flavored e-cigarettes off store shelves. So it sounds like voting yes means we would uphold the statewide ban and voting no would mean that this ban is overturned. Who is arguing for Proposition 31 and what is their argument? So Jerry Hill is back at it.
1: When this legislative body passed SB 793 in 2020, it was even further proof that big tobacco doesn't stand a chance against all the people of California and their elected representatives on both sides of the aisle.
0: He, he is retired, but he and other proponents of Proposition 31 say again, if you maintain these flavor tobacco bans, if you take these products off store shelves, then you're really protecting kiddos from getting addicted to these products.
1: Tobacco companies use candy flavors to hide strong hits of nicotine, as we know. A highly addictive drug that is especially dangerous for kids, harming brain development and impacting their attention, mood, and impulse control.
0: You know, if you add fruit, mint, menthol, they say it's kind of a shameless tactic to lure in, you know, new users. And so if we ban these products, it's kind of the best way to prevent a whole new generation from being addicted to nicotine.
1: With a yes on 31 vote, we can stop big tobacco from using flavors to get kids hooked on nicotine and profiting from addiction, disease, and death.
0: There are some medical groups that support you know, passing Proposition 31, like the American Cancer Society and the American Lung Association.
3: The s yes side also says lower-income neighborhoods and communities of color have been disproportionately affected by the tobacco industry's tactics. Those for the ban say the history of marketing targeting African-American neighborhoods has led to more smoking-related illness and death, and that the ban is necessary to stop the industry's influence. So it's pretty clear to me, I think, who is behind this uh, referendum, the tobacco industry. And it is kind of confusing, but they do want you to vote no on Prop 31, which would overturn the ban on flavored tobacco. What is the no side's argument against this?
0: Right. So people who are against this say it really unfairly blocks kind of preferred products by millions of adults. And they underline adults over and over and over. So Joe Lang, who's a lobbyist, says, quote, Prop 31 is not a ban on flavored tobacco for children.
3: That's already illegal. It's a ban on legal regulated sales to adult consumers.
0: And they also kind of underline that the ban could also hurt convenience stores. And I did, in my reporting, talk to convenience store owners. And you know they do say this is a substantial part of their sales.
3: And I know they're also making this argument that a ban could lead to sort of an underground market. Can you talk a little bit about that argument? Illicit markets are a real problem for Californians. They're bad for public health precisely because they are made, distributed, and sold outside of the law.
0: Joe Lang says that would mean that we would not be able to regulate it, and we would also lose out on the tax revenue from it. And when you're not regulating something, you kind of lose control – And mostly, kids are going to do it anyways, and so we might as well, you know, be regulating it and have some control.
3: And make money off it. Exactly. Principles of harm reduction, whether in the context of drugs or any other, dictate that the best way to change harmful adult behavior isn't to criminalize it, but to provide support, information, and choice. In our view, Prop 31 will send California in the wrong direction. Well, let's move on now, Leslie, to the money behind this and uh, support. Um, Who is spending and how much has been spent on the yes side versus the no side of this proposition? So on the yes side,
0: Michael Bloomberg is kind of leading this effort around $8.7 million is the total for the yes side. And then on the no side, it's about $1.8 million, and that's led
3: by tobacco companies. Leslie, thank you so much. Thank you. In a nutshell, a vote yes on Prop 31 means you want to uphold the 2020 law that bans the retail sale of certain flavored tobacco products. Under the ban, hookah, premium cigars, and loose leaf tobacco can still be sold in stores. A vote no means you want to repeal the 2020 law keeping the sale of flavored tobacco legal in California. However it is you vote, you can still buy flavored tobacco legally, online, and local bans won't be going anywhere.
2: Okay, friends, that is a wrap on PropFest. I hope we gave you the answers that you came looking for and even answered some questions that you didn't know to ask. If you found the series helpful, please share it with your friends, your family, your colleagues, your acquaintances even. We think that informed voters make the best decisions. So please spread the love. If you missed an episode, you can find them all in our podcast feed or at kqed.org slash And KQED also has a voter guide with information about all sorts of other races that you're going to see on your ballot. Find it at kqed.org slash voterguide. PropFest is made by us at Bay Curious. That's Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Darren Tu, Amanda Font, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. And the folks who make the Bay, Alan Montecilio, Maria Eskinka, and Erica Cruz-Guevara. Both shows are a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. Best of luck to you as you fill out your ballot. You got this. Okay, our question for the month is the world's longest running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org/podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org/podcasts. And thanks.